I'm Janelle B. Stewart, and I love to laugh, dance, and travel. But what I do best is talk. I'm here using my gift to inspire and empower you to live a life filled with positivity and abundance. Welcome to the Look on the Bright Side podcast. This episode is brought to you by Jesse Monroe Nail Care. Jesse Monroe Nail Care is a black woman-owned business offering vegan nail polishes that all can wear. There are so many beautiful, vibrant, highly pigmented colors for you to choose from. I have so many of their polishes in my collection, so let me help you out by giving you three of my favorite colors. First is Come Through, next is Polar Bear, and last is Keep It Mellow. Go and check out jessiemonroenailcare.com and use code BRIGHTSIDE20 to save 20% on your entire order, excluding bundles. I'm here with another episode. We have the video podcast for you, and today we have a special, super special guest. Miss Kalila Wright is here for all of us to get us inspired. This dynamic mom boss is here to pour into us and to teach us all her ways, okay? (laughs) How are you today? How did your day start off? What do you do in the morning? Yeah, so I'm on, you know... The month has just begun and I'm at a place where I'm like, all right, we're going to try making this bed for like 30 to 31 days. So I started off this morning by making my bed and I'm like, we're going to do this this month. (laughs) So that's definitely where I'm at. You know, I think I'm at a place right now where um, I just feel like I had a late start to the year and I really was kind of struggling with figuring out like, you know, what my goals are, what my intentions are, what I want from the year, things like that. So I think right now I'm at a place and space where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to do 2022, like finally. So, you know. That's really cool. The, the, the bed making everyday thing is, is used to be my jam, but my husband sleeps late. So I get up before him and then he doesn't like to make the bed. And then who's going back to make the bed later? Nobody. Once you leave, that's it. Right. So I love that. And you feel like you feel better in what way when you make your bed now? Well, I'm trying this out, but I think that overall, you know, I'm in a space where I'm just like, all right, let's see if it brings discipline. Let's see if it brings, you know, more of like calm for the day. And I think nothing feels better than like when I come home or, you know, even if I come downstairs to work and then I go back upstairs, I'm like, you know, I feel calm. It doesn't feel as chaotic. It doesn't feel as crazy. And, you know, and especially because it's a place where I sleep. So, you know, I'm just telling myself like, all right, you know, you want this to be a place that isn't, you know, messy, that it isn't a big mess, right? you know? So um, I think that it is just bringing me some calm and some peace. I like that. I like that. And so do you like exercise, meditate, pray? What's your thing? I'm a runner. So um, I run in the morning and, um, you know, some days in the evenings, um, I have like a running group. Um, But overall, um, I try to run. I do a little gym thing. Um, I do a little intermittent fasting here and there. So for the most part, I'm drinking tea in the morning. I'm Jamaican. So tea is like my thing. Um, It's in the household. It's, It's something that everyone's supposed to do in the mornings. Um, you know, it's like Bible. 
And so, you know, I drink my tea and, um, and I get my day started. I think I'm calm, cool and collected, you know, most mornings. And then I'm just trying to figure out like what my day is going to look like. Okay. I love tea as well. I've, I have tea most mornings too. It wasn't something that I grew up doing like Jamaicans, but I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I do like warm tea in the morning. Um, so I, I like that you do that. Is there a favorite tea? What's your favorite tea? Ginger. I'm a big <laughs> ginger honey tea drinker. As long as there's ginger, me and ginger are like best friends right now. Like everything <laughs> with ginger in it is my jam. Yeah, a lot of the people that I know that are from Brooklyn love ginger tea. Love ginger. Love ginger tea. <laughs> so a question that I definitely want to know is if you can remember, sometimes people don't remember, but from your perspective, do you remember how we got connected? Oh, good question. I do. You know, I don't know if you remembered, but I did know that you were a soror. Um, and then I also did know, like, I know, I remember, um, I think it was just through like the blogging, maybe writing world. Um, and I think that I got a glimpse of you and I was like, oh, she looks fly. She looks cool. Let me see what she's about. And I think I just remember like, you know, sort of seeing um, some of the stuff, because I think within this like entrepreneur, you know, world, um, I think maybe around like five, six years ago, it's like sort of everyone was trying a thing and like, you know, and it sort of catapults into what they are now. And so I think it was like the beginning stages of like some people. So I feel like you were either like sort of doing reviews or you were doing some stuff within the blogging writing world. Uh -huh. And I remember like sending you some products and I'm like, I would love for you to wear these. And then I found out that you were Sora. So I'm like, now you have to wear it, you know? So um, I just remember, I think then, but it's so funny because I look back at like either some of the shirts or things that I made and I was like, Ooh, mm, mm, yeah. Who did that? <laughs> Not me. I'm like, who was wearing that? But yeah, I think that's where. Yeah, no, for me, that's exactly how I remember it too. I remember um, we, I don't believe we met in person, but I do know that we had gotten in contact most likely online, Instagram, email, that kind of thing. And then you had sent me your product and I loved it. Uh, the fact that it came in a bottle, in fact, for my Patreon, let me get the, my, the original bottle because I know you don't <laughs> make these anymore. Um, but I have your bottle here. The fact that it came in a bottle, I almost like it was like a capstone. I didn't even want to wear it because this was just so beautiful. It felt like something that needed to be like on a shelf in a pedestal. And I loved. And so for those of you watching on Patreon, when Kalila, um, she's going to talk more about who she is. I know we're getting into it already. Um, but when I got my gift from her, it was a t-shirt in this bottle. Um so yes, I love it. And with that said, let's just go right into let everybody know who you are, what you do, why you're so magnificent, and why they should know about you, because you guys should know about Kalila if you don't already, okay? Well, thank you for that great intro. So my name is Kalila Wright, and I am the owner and founder of Mess in a Bottle. So Mess in a Bottle is an apparel brand. We put messages on t-shirts, and they come packaged in a reusable bottle. Um, I started Mess in a Bottle in 2016, uh, shortly after the uprising in Baltimore, Maryland, after the Freddie Gray riots that we had here, um, after an African-American male, Freddie Gray, he died while in police custody. And this really prompted me, you know, to start uh, Mess in a Bottle. 
people. And so we um, we give a voice to the voiceless and we allow people to be vocal without, you know, um, saying anything at all. How do you come up with the sayings? I know you get that a lot. Yeah. So the messages are influenced by love, life, career, current events, you know, things that are just pretty much happening around you, you know? So it's just like, however I feel things that's happening, you know, things that I know others may not have a voice for, may not know what to say. Um, you know, I think that it's important for me as a person who is a bit boisterous, who, you know, I talk a lot, I have a voice. And so I wanted to be able to lend to others, um, you know, with my voice. And that's how Mess on a Bottle was birthed. Oh, some of the things that you post on your page or the shirts you make, I'm like, I love it. Like, they're just so cheeky. There's some sass. There's some yeah. attitude. I feel like I will see something um, like a meme and then on the mess page, they, they have a shirt all ready to go for that <laughs> meme like the next day. It's so cool. You guys got to go to um, the Mess in the Bottle Instagram. If you're on Patreon, you just saw me sharing uh, some of the, uh, the, pay, the, sale, the website for Mess in the Bottle. But if you're on their Instagram, any day you're on there, there's always something that's cheeky, sassy, and mm -hmm. it's just like, oh my goodness. Now I see that you started with t-shirts, but your line and brand has been expanding. On the website, I saw the jackets. I've also mm -hmm. seen the bags. So mm -hmm. tell us about that process of going from t-shirts. Actually, Kalila, why did you start with a t-shirt? Well, you know... So I, my entrepreneur career itself started, um, I'm an architect by trade. Oh. So I have a master's degree in architecture. And so my career was in architecture and design. And, um, you know, I worked for a large sports retail company, um, you know, doing architecture. And I just didn't feel fulfilled. And I started out really doing like furniture design. And so I started like repurposing, you know, furniture and baby furniture. And, um, and that was a lot of fun. But then, um, you know, it was a lot of work also. And I was like, wow, it's taking a really long time for me to really, um, you know, take a rocking chair and paint it and sand it. And I was like, this is a lot, you know, and you would have to really sell these pieces for a, a very high amount for it to, um, you know, really be worth your time. And so I decided to venture into baby onesies. So I started like painting on baby onesies and like, you know, doing little, you know, little images. And I was like, okay, this is fun and all. But again, it was taking a lot of time. So then I transitioned um, into t-shirts. And at the time the riot started and, you know, I just really felt a bit helpless. Um, it felt like I didn't have a voice and I'm, I, I was sure that other people probably felt like this as well. Um, you know, so I decided to start messing a bottle and, you know, I came up with different like messages, um, that, you know, I could see someone walking, you know, past someone in, um, in the airport and giving them a head nod because they're wearing something that pretty much showed that they they stand in solidarity with, another person. So, you know, that's kind of how the, the birth of Mess on a Bottle happened. Right. And now you've expanded the collection. I'd love to know, uh, how does that work? What, how did this come about? 
Yeah. So creating like t-shirts and bags, you know, um, I found a manufacturer and I think I used to go to different, um, you know, different, my background is in architecture, fashion, art, like all of those things really resonate with me. And so I started going to different trade shows, you know, looking at how um, products were being made. And, you know, I was just very influenced, like my style, you know, people really love how I dress as well. So I just figured that I would start out by, you know, creating these products, creating different items and, you know, really transitioning mess in a bottle from just t-shirts to more of an apparel brand to more of a lifestyle brand. You know, we even have home products. We have mess plus, which, which is our plus size division. You know, we have um, Little Mess, which is our baby's vision. So we have a lot of, you know, different products that I think resonate with a lot of different people. Because I would love a mess candle. We have mess- that. That's oh, what you saying. do? Yeah, we do. That's in the home. It's in the accessories. We have candles. We have socks. We have pillows. We have, yeah, the candles are bomb. We have the, they come in these beautiful canisters. Um, And they smell amazing. So, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I'm working on, I don't think that people have even um, really realized, like, how much we've expanded and how much, you know, different products we have. But, yeah, that's it's part of the home and the, the accessories collection. I love it. So I am looking forward to shopping here. If you're watching um, the patrons who are watching the video, this is the candle and mess in a bottle actually just turned six as well. We just had our birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank that you. That is so sweet. So your company now um, grown so big. Uh, when you first started, what was it like? Were you just printing shirts yourself? Were you going to a place and say, this is what I want you to write on it? How was that? Um, we started out in-house. So yes, I had designs and I, I was printing them from home. And I started out in this really small row house, um, you know, in Baltimore. And I ser- turned my son's room into like a storage space, you know, once we started to expand. And, you know, that's how um, Mess in the Bottle really um, erected and, you know, developed. Right. So it was just in the house. And for the listeners here, we all start small and expand. And now what does your empire look like? Big warehouse? Yeah, well, we we have over um, 2,000 square foot um, in a retail slash production space in um, Baltimore. And then we've uh, since also expanded to a warehouse facility um, in the South. Oh, that's amazing. And so now you employ families. You, How many people do you know? How many people are working for you? Yeah. I mean, well, in-house, we have um, a little bit under about 12 people, um, both uh, virtual and in-house in our Baltimore facility. And, um, you know, we work with a lot of co- um, consultants as well. So we have a Consult- lot of partners. Yeah. That's so amazing. And are there other things that Mess is working on, like projects in the community or not online or not yeah, like apparel? I mean, yeah, we have different things. I mean, it's still apparel related, but we have, um, we work with Baltimore City Public School and we allow like children to kind of come in and they make their own like mask and they have their own message. So we have a special program going with Baltimore City, um, as well as we have the tea class um, in which we teach people how to create and start their own t-shirt company. And that has been, you know, really rewarding. It's not really about the financial benefit, but it's more been about, you know, allowing a single mom who, you know, maybe can't leave 
you know, the home and can't, you know, have a babysitter to develop and create, you know, her own t-shirt company in, in the space of her home. Um, so, you know, we've been able to afford to be able to give back in those ways and create, um, you know, these different spaces for people to thrive. I love that. I love that you're creating digital programs for people to start their own businesses. That give back is so important. If you're someone here listening to Kalila's story and you're thinking about how you have things you'd love to put on a t-shirt and you don't know where to start, definitely go ahead and check out her tea class. Um, This is something that people can sign up for at any time, Kalila? It is, it is, yep. What is the what is the timeline for someone who's thinking about doing this t-shirt brand going through your tea class? Can they do this in a month and then yeah. they can start setting it up? Yep, we have so we cre- I've created like different levels, you know, just because I think sometimes people one they're unsure of their true commitment. So we have like a free ebook um as well as we have a cheat sheet. It gives you like, you know, a hundred different answers and questions that people want, you know, to ask, as well as we have a actual course which is um T class uh, 104 and that allows you to also um you know launch with within uh, 30 days. Um, so it's a step-by-step course and it gives you um, 30 assignments, 30, you know, mini little, um, you know, days of you uh, launching and starting your own t-shirt company. I've met with a lot of women that want to get into making teas, um, starting apparel companies, and there's not a lot of information on how to start. And so they find themselves clueless. And so I love that there's this opportunity for them should they choose to do it. We're all about abundant mindset and abundant thinking. And so I try to create um, conversations where people can consider hobbies. A lot of people want to leave their nine to five and they want to do something on their own. And Kalila has a, is, is multi-million dollar appropriate to say? It is. Multi-million dollar business. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love it. How does your son fit into all of this? He thinks he runs this company. That's what he thinks. Um, he thinks he's, he is in some ways, you know, but um, no, my son, he's a huge motivator. Um, he inspires me and, you know, and I, I don't know, he's been a really great, um, you know, asset to really like have in a sense of, you know, I think it's exciting to, you know, get him involved in the business. You know, I could be talking about things and he sort of butts in and like, you know, gives his opinion, gives his thoughts. And I'm just like, who is this kid? You know, he's asking me sometimes about contracts or, you know, certain things. And, you know, even with social, you know, now he's becoming kind of good with taking good pictures of me. And, you know, he's he's over it. But I'm like, listen, we that's part of the business. Um, So he's he's very intertwined and he's super involved. I love that. And so as a business owner, you're also a mom, you're running the world, doing all of these things. What has been one of the biggest challenges that you've faced as an entrepreneur? Um, I mean, I'm sure uh, the listeners know that um, access to capital is definitely one of, you know, one of the major challenges, um, especially when you are growing, scaling, um, you know, that can become really difficult. I also think like, you know, when you start out and you're unsure of what 
uh, you are creating and developing, you know, things go from zero to 100 really quick. So I think um, developing even SOPs and making sure like your standard operating procedures that you're actually writing things down, like, you know, most of the times you're not doing all of that. You're just thinking, oh, okay, let me hurry up and just, you know, get the, I got to make some money. So, you know, you're so focused on that. You're not really focused on building the foundation of the business. So I think like, you know, a difficult thing is sort of going back and kind of like crossing your T's, dotting your I's, making sure like legally a lot of things are in place, making sure that, you know, things make sense, making sure no one's going to sue you for something, making sure that, you know, you're doing things, um, you know, that that's right. Even taxes, you know, financially making sure that you're secure and, you know, and that those things are um, aligned because if not, they'll really, you know, come back to bite you really quick. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Some of the things you said, SOPs, taxes, oh, just those two things right there. It's so triggering, so triggering. And um, I'm, I imagine going through these challenges and also the wins that you've learned some things about yourself. What's the most surprising things that you've learned about yourself in this journey? Um, I think the biggest thing I learned about myself was almost like my resilience. Like, you know, I'm like, I know I was strong, but I didn't know I was that strong. Like, you know, um, I feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm like, oh, I could carry all of this on my back. And, you know, and it's not that I want to, but I know I can if I needed to. So I think that, um, you know, realizing my superpowers, my strengths, you know, um, even navigating like what I'm truly good at you know, um, tapping into some of the jobs that I've had and sort of making sure that, um, you know, a lot of the things that I might've learned or even observed at certain spaces that I'm now incorporating it into my business, I think is also really big. Yeah, I agree. And would you, what would you say to someone uh, who's going into business? What is your top strategy for business, for success, excuse me. What's your top strategy for success? Um, I think my top strategy for success is like, you know, um, creating goals. Um, Yeah, creating goals, assessing like how you're doing, um, you know, along the way um, is really important. Knowing when to pivot um, and truly like being honest with yourself. Um, I think that's one of the things we probably struggle with the most. You don't want to realize, like, you know, a lot of us think that we might be failing at something when in all actuality, you just haven't even tried, you know? So it's just like, you know, we we give up so easily because we're like, this isn't working. But in reality, it's like, well, what have you done to make it work? Um, so I think that honest conversations with ourselves um, is really important. And that is what truly would lead to success is, is, you know, asking yourself, are you really putting in the work that you say you're putting, you know, that you need to put in to get to where you want to go? And not a lot of us are actually doing the work. Yeah. And you just said something. I know you said that mess just turned six years old. Have you ever wanted to quit? Every other day, yesterday, (laughs) tomorrow, (laughs) next week. Yes. All the time. (laughs) I love, I love your answer because it's true. Yeah. I mean, why, you know, who wouldn't? And, you know, it's not, it's just one of those things like you don't because you see, you know, the value, but I do think that I'm shifting, that I'm changing, that I'm, you know, I'm not frantic about things. I'm not stressed 
stressed about things. You know, I try not to be, especially when it comes to my business. And, you know, I also came to the realization this year that I'm not afraid to let it go either. You know, um, mess didn't make me. I made mess, like, you know, and that's it. And so I think I've gotten to a really good place where I'm like, um, you know, when I assess my six years, I've done everything, you know, for the most part that I wanted to accomplish when I decided that I wanted to start a company. Um, and so for me, I'm more like, you know, if it doesn't exist tomorrow, it doesn't, you know, doesn't change who I am as a person and as a, you know, as a woman. Um, and so I'm comfortable with um, if I do decide that it's no longer serving me and that's okay. You know, and I think that everyone, you have to get to that place for it to even grow bigger because um, there's a lot of letting go that you'll need to do for it to be successful. Yeah. So you're out in Baltimore. Did you, were you born and raised there? Nope. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I was born and raised in Jamaica. Well, I was born in Jamaica, raised in Brooklyn. Born in Jamaica, raised in Brooklyn, and then you're out in Baltimore. Um, question about what you thought you'd be doing as a 38-year-old woman. Yeah, you know, I really loved fashion growing up. I love fashion, but I think I always told myself that if I could become a architect, I could always go back to fashion. And it's really funny now how much that's like, you know, manifesting into, you know, what I do now. Um, and I think that I've also been really toying with, you know, what that means. And then even thinking about going back to architecture, you know, so um, I think that I did imagine that I would be a creative. Um, I did see myself really, um, you know, submerged in fashion. Um, and I really did see myself like, you know, um, dabbling with art. And, um, and that's, that's truly what um, I have done. So I do think that everything that I sort of imagined, I, I don't think I understood, you know, how it would align because at the time it, sound, it felt like, what is this? You want to do an art, architecture, fashion person thing, creative, you know, and, um, and I didn't know what it would, you know, sort of mount up to. And so I think now that it has, and it's truly unfolding in like a beautiful way, um, you know, I'm happy about it. I love that. Um, it's not often that people imagined that they'd be doing what they're doing, maybe in a different way, but usually it's like, oh no, I wanted to do something completely separate from this. And now I'm in a new space. So I love that there was an alignment. And um, even though it manifested maybe differently than what you thought, you're only 38. So right. <laughs> this could be the journey to the thing you originally thought about, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I want to know, um, how do you look on the bright side? Um, I look at the bright, I look on the bright side, you know, especially when I'm having a really bad day. I'm like, I try to smile because I'm like, this really bad day is for a really amazing day that's about to come, um, you know, and that's how I feel. I'm always, and I'm also like, when I'm having a really good day, I think on the flip side, I'm like, oh, this day is amazing. One, I tell myself to remember the feeling that I'm feeling. And then I also remind myself like, be ready because, you know, there's a bad day that'll come. And, you know, and I think that that's just the reality of things. And so I just try to embrace the good and just, you know, really bask in the days that are really good and the de days that are not. I'm like, well, 
you know that you know you know that really good day you traded this for you know it was coming and you know and that's kind of just how I look at look at things and I'm like all right just start again you know if if I'm allowed another day to wake up you know just just try it all again before we go, though, I got to shout out some very important people. There is no way this podcast would be possible without the support of my patrons. Starting at the top with the top level tier is my VIPs. Uh, this person makes a $50 contribution to the podcast every single month and has been around since September 2021. So they've been sticking with me for a year. And that is Tahin. Thank you so much. Next, I want to shout out my angels. The angels are making a $20 a month contribution to this podcast. And I actually have an angel that's been around for an entire year. Her name is Carrie Ann Jean. She has been making a $20 a month contribution to this podcast since September, 2021. Carrie Ann, I thank you so much. And I have two other angels, um, Dr. Tasha Brown, and Kalina, the owner of Jesse Monroe Nail Care. Dr. Tasha Brown is actually my son's therapist who has an amazing podcast as well called Notes from a Child Psychologist. And Kalina of Jesse Monroe Nail Care has been a sponsor of this podcast for almost an entire year. So we love Jesse Monroe Nail Care over here. Next, I'm going to shout out the friends. The friends are those who are making a $10 a month contribution to this podcast. And I want to shout out Josette Fleury. She's one of my sorors. Ebony Deborah, a coaching client and now my book coach. Caitlin Morris, one of my loves and clients from forever ago. Michelle Allen, a dear friend of mine. And Titi, another great friend of mine. Thank you all so much for your contribution. And lastly, my well-wishers. And all of these people have make, have been making a contribution as a well-wisher for a year now. I want to send a thank you to Sorelia Bragg, Jennifer Arnice, Leslie Polk, Renee Daniel Flagler, and S. John Baptiste. All of these people have been supporters of mine for forever, and I sincerely appreciate them rocking with me during this time. Now, I am all always going to need more support. If you have $5 that you can contribute to the support of this podcast, please consider doing so. I'm going to put the link down below so that you can check out the Patreon and you can see what those perks are that you get for your contribution. But outside of the things that you get, I want you to know that you support, you're supporting someone and something that's trying to make a difference in the world. So I thank you so much. I hope to see you as a patron. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Now I know you guys are going to have a lot to say about this discussion and I just cannot wait to hear what you say. I'm looking forward to reading your tweets and Instagram posts and IG stories. Be sure to tag me. I'm at Janelle B. Stewart everywhere. If you love this podcast, here's three simple ways you can support it. Leave me a review. It's free and your reviews help to improve my podcast ranking on Apple Podcasts. Next, share this podcast with others. Also free and easy to do with the click of a button on your mobile phone. And lastly, become a patron and support this podcast so that it can continue to grow and help others live more abundantly. With that, I hope you all have a great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.